John Patterson, everybody calls me JP. Um, I'm one of the elders here at Grace, and I oversee the finances uh, for the church. Um, Kelsey, are you here? Kelsey, raise your hand, please. Kelsey is the one that does it all. for 2023. 
1.3 were 1.3, a little over 1.3 million dollars. And our total income was uh, 1,426,200. Uh, so our net income for 
funded through your line, but it was funded through the general fund. But now, five years ago, we set up a benevolence account, which you can see it online <coughs> that we have here. And since then, we've never pulled out of the general fund. It's, it's always been funded through your generous giving. And if, if you want to do it online, or <coughs> this, this is separate from the general giving. I, I look at it like, like the widow's might. Yeah, just out of your heart, it, it can be a penny. Just give. You'll be blessed for it. It, it will help us out. <clears throat> and you can see, we're, we're not out of money. I, I, just, I just want you to be aware that uh, you, you can give me a check, put the benevolence vanilla column, you can a dollar bill, put in an envelope saying benevolence will know where it's going and <clears throat> what, however you want to do it. But it, it's a separate account.
details are, as deacons, the two of us serve to kind of oversee the building and grounds and, uh, and take care of things in that regard. We've got John Patterson Sr. Um, I think these guys are all up here. If you can stand up or wave or something. Thanks, John. Um, he oversees our Welcome Center and Greeters ministry. We've got Lance Pyle sitting back there in the cafe. Uh, he, he oversees the, uh, the children's and youth ministries. Uh, and then we've got Joe Arroyo, who is right over here. And uh, he oversees the men's ministry and, uh, and leads a Bible study on Thursday nights. Uh, and does a fantastic job with that. So. And very, very soon, hopefully, we're going to have Keith Mace joining our ranks. Uh, we'll here in the next couple of weeks. So that's your deacon team here at Grace. Um, we have, relative to the previous few years, we kind of wanted to give a recap of what we did last year. Relative to the Building for Impact craziness that was going on from 2020 through 2022, it was a relatively quiet year, but that's okay. Um, last year, we were able to uh, replace the roof over the kitchen and the nursery toddlers area. It kind of was a constant source of uh, dripping for us. I uh, got a new concrete pad installed out in the youth area for the for the Gaga pit. Um, we were able to update the sink areas and the nursery and toddler rooms. Um, those were looking a little bit tired, so I think they're looking a little bit better these days. Uh, we got a fence installed outside. There's the first step towards the playground for our kids. Um, we got a new fridge for the youth room and uh, just a, a number of other things, kind of general maintenance, upgrading lights and things like that. So uh, projects coming up for next year. I know that we are going to continue with our painting process. I think we're pretty soon going to have the hallways out here painted to freshen those up a little bit. Uh, and then we've got some other kind of behind the scenes upgrades going on with the, the Wi-Fi and, uh, and the streaming service. So that's it. I didn't have a whole lot to share. At this point, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to David Burke and Susie Reardon, who are going to chat about missions. So thank you. Samaritan's Purse were warm and loving, and you felt 
as though you knew them for a long time. It's just fabulous. The atmosphere at the opening was incredible. The kids were great and just extremely happy. We're thrilled to see us, but um, just to see that, that those kids have um, something to look forward to every day uh, because of that orphanage and all that it goes in to keep them that thing running. It's been incredible. Can you think of one way which you would say, after coming home, you can see that your life has changed or impacted by God? Get away from the focus of this world that we live in so much and, and really get down to what, what can I do to make a difference? What can I help with to change people's lives? That's uh, a real direction that pushed me even further toward that. This was a special trip. This was my first time trying to be like God. Speak to me about how our youth could particularly be used for your glory there. It was just a really cool moment to be like, okay, God brought me here because our youth would be really good. This was just a great way to use the gifts that I've received. And you're in the safety phone again. Tell me anything. Don't even ask me that. How do you feel about going on another trip? Restaurant cards for them to be able to go out to eat together, 
and a special gift for their family, especially if, like Reuben comes from uh, Kenya, we send some gifts back for his wife and children. We want them to feel a part of our family here. We don't want to just send them a check each month and say, hey, you're a partner, way to go, this is great. We want to encourage them. We encourage them to come alongside. They're more likely to stay on the field and serve our Savior. So that's our encouragement team. We have a local ministry team made up of Carlene and Karen, Robin Holmes, and Liz Gray. They work alongside local ministries that already are working, and we come alongside, find ways to partner with them, such as Old Savannah Mission, Homeless Mission in Savannah for Men. Or we come alongside Bluff and Self Help, or Child Evangelism. We've just picked up Young Life. That'll be one of our new partners that we can come alongside. And we try and find ways that you can serve also in these local ministries. We have a local outreach team. That's Leslie Rogers, Victor Rogers, and Crystal Gillespie. And they are hard at work, believe me, finding ways to show love to the community around us. We've adopted a school, doing a lunch for the teachers and the janitors and the staff there. Let them know we care. We want to come alongside you. They did lunch at the police station. In our children's ministry, Charlotte and the kids, they had cards made for every single one of the policemen, personal cards, to go along with our lunch. Uh, we we're planning on doing snack baskets at the fire station this month. Next month, we're going to be doing a breakfast at Memory Matters for the workers there. So just finding different ways in our community to show the love of Jesus and let them hear that Grace Community Church cares if they choose to come and visit us. We're also going to be doing backpacks this year uh, for the local schools, hoping to get our youth involved and maybe packing those with us. We'll be collecting supplies this summer and packing up about 25 bags for each of the area public schools or their uh, human resources person to give out to people in need, to the kids that don't have anything. Um, and again, our children's ministry can be collecting supplies at VBS. We would like to involve all the different ministries in the missions at Grace. Our prayer team, Carol Clements, she gathers all the prayer requests and sends prayer requests to our partners, uh, and we distribute that to about 50 people who've agreed to pray for our partners on a monthly basis. Our marketing and education team is Stacy Brewer, Sandy Roach, Jeff Marble, and Andrew Salas. They work to obtain information, pictures, videos from our partners. Andrew's our faithful one that will put the videos together or a slideshow for me. They also handle displays in the Global Cafe. We are reinstituting our Missionary of the Month starting in March. We already have them lined up for the next four months. And we will be introducing our partners to you. That's the goal of that marketing and education team. I do want to give a special thank you to all my team members. We had 17 on our team this year. They do an outstanding job. I cannot do it all. I want to give
team members have moved on to different ministries this coming year in 2024. So I'm looking for some help on our encouragement team and our marketing team and our local outreach team and our local ministry team. So if you have any interest at all and want to be a part of our team and part of what we do to serve our partners around the world, we'd love to have you. Don't hesitate to contact me or Jeff Markle, who has agreed to kind of be my co-lead this year on the missions committee. Uh, God has a place for you to serve. And we are excited to see how he's going to use you in 2024. I have two things. One is a huge shout out to Susan.
better yesterday. And then Thursday night, there's an Ecclesiastes study led by Donna Guthrie and uh, Suzanne Luck, and that's at 6.30. Child care is available for that Thursday night study if you need that. Uh, and then there are the committee, the ladies' committee is also planning a spring event, Saturday, April 27th. Ladies, please mark your calendars. Saturday, April 27th. Again, I'll bring more information to you as that gets planned. Uh, but it is on the calendar firm. We're looking forward to that. If you have any questions, grace, anything, if you want to know anything about what's happening in Bible studies, life groups, discipleship, I'd love to talk to you. If you have any questions about any aspect of the ministry, please call the church office. I'd love to schedule some time. So thankful for Charlene and all that's happening in children's ministries. Charlene is up next. So she's home with her, um, but Kimberly Pyle is my assistant. Um, without us, without the two of us working together, there's no way we would accomplish all that happens in children's ministry it, with our team as well. But I wanted you to see the video. My video is a little different than everybody else's, of course, because it's children's ministry. We have fun. Um, <laughs>
we've handed out. I know those kids individually and have those relationships with them. Um, but, but one thing I do know that we do, that I want to share that you may not know, is um, every child that comes into Grace, I don't care if they are here visiting, I don't care if they live here, I don't say I don't care, I do care, but it, it doesn't matter their background or, or how long they're here. They get the Word of God before they leave. They either get a brand new Bible or they get a brand new devotional, their choice. And we give it to it each time because we only get one opportunity to give the children the Word of God. And we want them to leave with it. And I need to tell you a whole story with that. Because one of the children got his Bible. And he had it for a couple months. And, and we talk about every week what they've read and stuff. But this little boy came Sunday morning. He was so excited. He ran up to me and goes, Miss Sherlyn, Miss Sherlyn, I read my whole Bible. I need another one. <laughs> okay. But let's talk about this. Like, I was really excited for him and everything. And for his, his school, he had to do a reading every single week. He had a reading assignment every single week, and he chose to read his Bible. Now, he had a beginner's Bible, so it wasn't the full Bible. It had Bible stories in it, and he had read the whole thing. So he was ready for his next one. He thought, I read the Bible. There's another series. Let's go. So we were able to pick out another one that he could do for his reading assignment. So he was using that in the public school to witness to his teacher, to witness to his classmates. I have another story of, of a young man who, um, and this was a couple years ago, he lost everything in a fire. And his teacher asked him what... What is it that you would like replaced? And he said, the Bible I got from Grace Church. And, and his teacher contacted Mary Jane in the office and wanted to know if we could replace that Bible. Now that teacher could have gotten in trouble for that. And she went out of her way to contact the church so we could get that child a Bible because he read it on his school bus every single day. He read it out loud. Others would sit and listen. So that's a very important part of children's ministries. We get the word out. We give free Bibles, devotionals at Easter. Vacation Bible School every Sunday. We have a bookshelf out in the hallway now. For adults, there's resources out there. There's grandparent resources. There's single mom resources. There's women, men, teenagers. We keep that bookshelf stocked, the entire staff, um, resources for you guys that's free to take, including the Word of God. We have Spanish, English. I even accidentally had a French Bible that I purchased, and we had someone here that only spoke French. God knew ahead of time. So it's very important to children's ministries. And also, I wanted to remind us that we are called to community. We make a promise when we have baby baptisms every year, every time at Grace Community Church. Matthew has us repeat words, making a promise that we're going to walk alongside these families. And a lot of times it just seems like it's words and not actions. We need those actions. We need us to fulfill those promises to the parents and walk alongside those families. I need people from all ages to help in children's ministry. There are kids that don't have a, 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 a parent who may have passed away or is not a part of their life. I have kids who've never had a grandparent living, don't know what that relationship is like. We need to put that in, instill that into these children. We need to introduce them to that. We need to show them that. So I just want to encourage you with that. I'm not going to give you all the other statistics, um, but one day I hope to be able to share more. I told Steve I'm ready. I've got five points I want to share one Sunday, and maybe I'll have that opportunity. But for now, I just want to encourage you to serve um, wherever God has called you. If you don't let the enemy use excuses not to. Hello everyone, I'm Andrew and I'm the Director of Student Ministries and I'm so thankful for Grace Signature that just supports youth ministry so much that you know sometimes the youth minister has to come with a paintball bullet in his shirt because he just came back from a retreat. In all seriousness, I thank you guys for your support because there are times when I'm doing ministry, 
and things just work out when they probably shouldn't, or things go smoother than I intended, and I think, I bet you that was that Wednesday night prayer group. I bet you that was people in the congregation who've been praying for this weekend for months now. So thank you guys for caring about the youth in our community. I feel like, but first of all, everyone agrees, and I'm not the only one like, I can't do this by myself. No ministry can thrive with one person. I am very supportive of our leadership team who has a missional heart, who loves to share the gospel with young people, and also fortunately have different skills and interests than me that complement me and the ministry that you guys have called me to. We have some amazing leaders in student ministries. And I always, I say this to my kids all the time, I say, the moment you scare them away, I'm done serving student ministry because they do way more than I can even put into words. I think this is it's kind of exciting. This is my first full year being able to give a report. Last time it was my half year. And I think there's kind of like two sides to youth ministry, student ministry, and that is there is caring for kind of like the people in our church. And one thing that's been really exciting is me and Charlie have partnered, and I do a fourth through sixth grade Bible study. Lisa is my only volunteer who helps me on a regular basis, and it allows me to water the seeds that Charlene and families have put in these kids. It's been really cool to see them grow, and there are some kids, believe it or not, who are teaching me things about the Bible. They have been that educated. It's awesome. Um, the other thing I've been enjoying is we have youth who are inviting their friends, friends who either are uninterested in Christianity, friends who are new to Christianity. And it's just one of my highlights. I'd be lying to say it doesn't get stressful at times. But you see that kid who might not be living the way that you think they should be. And you see something in their eyes as they're hearing the gospel. That there's a God who loves them. That there's a God who wants to use them. And that makes it all worth it. When you see those kind of gears turning. And they're like, okay, Jesus has something special about him. And so those seeds planted in those people have. So I have learned another skill set I don't have is video editing skills, but what I do have is amazing teenagers to watch. I have an awesome video for you guys to see of some of the awesome people I get to serve.
if you're kind of working closer to God and make like friendships through the church. Um, youth group has helped me get closer with my community and help me make friends and get closer with Jesus. I'm helping uh, children and youth grow a relationship with each other and with Jesus and God. And what could be better than serving with one of my all-time best friends? Staying new friends at youth group and uh, fun memories with all of them. And everyone that talked to me. The part of youth group that I really enjoy is uh, just a place to serve, but also that we can be working with the generation before us to plant seeds and watch God grow. And that's it, it's exciting to me. Better with school and better with my grades and like just like helping have a better goal of life. Oh, youth group really let me become closer with God and my friends. Uh, serving in the youth ministry with Andrew has been a joy. It's a joy to be able to give life to the kids, and it's not my life, it's Christ in me to share and to teach and pass on. That's what I'm called to do. Youth has made me more involved with Jesus. I think youth group has been good for me because um, I've made a lot of new friends at this church and it's helping me get closer with God. And I just like being with a new family and like a group of people who I can connect with. I love working with the youth here at Grace. They are just amazing individuals. They really make me think about my faith and where I was at their age and how much potential they have. It's just amazing. So I haven't said it enough. I can't do it on my own. So if you have an interest in serving, whether that's being a part of the team or whether that's just providing a meal, or if you just want to find a way to help, please get back and
for grace? What is it that God wants us to do? We sat around and clarified what that was as we met as elders to confirm why we are here at 450 Spanish Bowls Road. What is it that God wants us to do? Um, we also looked at the reality of what we're currently doing, what do we uh, currently have, what, what uh, leaders do we have, what uh, money do we have, what potential do we have, what's actually in front of us, what options do we have to grow and to increase, um, and then who's going to do that, uh, what's going to happen in the next. A lot of the questions came back to, um, we need to create teams, we need to create, help people create more of a, an idea of how they can get involved. Um, because God, as you can see, this is just a snapshot of what God is doing here at Grace. And it's been so fun to be a part of. In 2023, we presented 46 new members to Grace Community Church. Wow. We had over 100 visitors come to Grace, and over half of those were local. Seven baptisms. And today, there are almost right at 499, I think Kelsey said, people that come to Grace that call Grace their home, regular tenders or members, almost 500. God has been doing an incredible work here at Grace. And honestly, every elder, every deacon meeting, we're just trying to hang on to what God's doing. We, we don't want to get in his way, but we also don't want to hinder anything he wants to do either. So over the last few months, we've been praying about what's needed at Grace. Um, for those of you, most of you know, our, we have a three kind of three-legged purpose or mission here to win people to Christ, discipleship, and to duplicate in ministry. And one of the focuses for 2024 is duplication in ministry. As God continues to bring people, we need more and more people to be involved in those ministries. Um, as you can see, God is doing so much, but the, the, the harvest is plentiful, um, but the workers sometimes feel few because so many more people are coming. And the same people seem to be continuing to do the same amount and are being asked to do even more. And so what we're asking and what we're praying for is for people to already in ministry to duplicate themselves um, and to uh, equip people and challenge people to become involved and actually replace themselves in a lot of ways. Um, at the Elders Retreat, it was fun. We had a dream session. Uh, we had a time where we could just kind of, uh, kind of have a blank whiteboard and just kind of think, what is it that God could do? And a lot of things um, are really exciting, but there are also some things that are really realistic. And some of the things that came up were this. There may be a need for us to add more staff this year um, to handle some of the workload with, as we continue to grow. And we ask you to pray for that. If you'll come to an Easter egg hunt or if you come to uh, any kind of event we have here at Grace, you will see hundreds and hundreds of Hispanic people come to Grace. And yet we only generally see them at those events. And so we have been praying over the last couple of years, God, how do you want us to minister and build relationships and continue the relationship to equip those and to make sure that they know Jesus? And so we're praying through what that looks like for a Hispanic ministry here at Grace. We also know that out of the, the hundreds of folks that we have here, there are over 100 people here at Grace that are over 65. You don't have to raise your hand if you fall in the But we're also looking for what that might look like for a seniors ministry. We did one event and it went over really well. But one of the one of the primary things about grace is we don't begin a ministry unless there's someone to leave the ministry. There's no way to continue to tax the same people that are volunteering over and over time. 
And so we're looking for people that, to God, that God's going to raise up to handle some of these, maybe some of these ministries. The other thing we're doing in conjunction with that is leadership development, what that looks like to be a leader, what it means to be a leader, the training, the teaching. Um, Steve is over uh, assimilation, which means what he wants to see happen is, uh, what we all want to see happen is from the first time a person gets here, they, even if they're not a believer, that they become a disciple maker. And that's the assimilation process. So assimilation has a lot of different areas. There's a connections uh, table you see outside. There's the parking team that we can incorporate. There's the hospitality team that, that Dean and Carlene do a great job a lot of Sundays with food. They have a team that helps. There's all kinds of things that you can become involved in. I know the deacons have a service on Sunday morning where they make sure all the thermostats are set, the sidewalks are blown off, the chairs are done, the vacuum is done, all this kind of stuff that you can be a part of. And as you become a part of that, there's also opportunities to be growing that and also even to leave that. So the idea for 2024 is simply this, duplicate yourselves in ministry. It's a biblical principle. One of the things in Ephesians chapter 4, it talks about to equip those to do the work of the ministry. But that, that's a select handful is not the ones that can do all the ministry. We all know that. And so what we're trying to do, what you can expect from us as leaders and ministry leaders, is that we're going to be very clear about what the need is in the areas of ministry. Charlene is doing a very good job of trying to, to be specific about this is what we need. Susie with missions, uh, Seth with the worship teams, Andrew with the, no, the children and youth ministry. All kinds of different areas. And sometimes I, I realize if you say, hey, I'm going to sign up for children's ministry, you think, I have no idea what I just signed up for. And so what we're trying to do is be very clear, very specific, very doable, that you don't feel like you have to do it for 100 years, but very simple, bite-sized stuff, based on God's leading you and the way he's equipped you. And again, there's all kinds of opportunities to do that. Every year when I get to this part of the annual meeting, Job 37, 14 comes to mind. Listen to this, Job. This is God talking. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. To me, this is what the annual meeting is all about. is to stand still and just be blown away by what God has done, is doing, and continues to do. So I want to encourage you to answer this question. A couple years ago, I gave a list of, uh, of guys' names for the elders and deacons, and this was the title of the list, Give Them a Chance to Say No. So they would be able to ask people and just give them a chance to say no. And I want to encourage you to ask yourself, is there an area of ministry that God may be tugging on your heart, that you may be interested, maybe in something you heard today, or maybe you have a new idea that we haven't even talked all about? I want to encourage you to use that gift, use that prompting of the Holy Spirit, and ask God to use you. One of the things we want to see here happen here is that grace would not become a consumer church. That we would come and that we would just receive, and it was great, and it was wonderful, and it's a wonderful blessing, and then we leave. Uh, years ago, there was this uh, phrase that circled around grace, and it was called fat. We don't want fat. We want we want fat people. <laughs> Not after a big deal, but fat people, faithful, available, and teachable. Fat people. That's what we desire on grace. That we can uh, give back after after we've received so much. And so, as you think about um, your.
your area of ministry, as you stand still and consider the great works that God is doing here at Grace, I want to ask you, ask yourself, where can you get involved? Where can you get plugged in? What new ideas do you have? And I know, I'm not, I'm not naive to think that a lot of you are serving, but man, I'm here at Grace. Maybe it's in the community. Keep serving. Keep serving. And I just want to say a thank you to a lot of people who continue to invite people to Grace. There, there's a, there's a, a word on the street that Grace is a loving place, and it's because of you. You are loving people when you come here. And I just want to say thank you for that. If you want to think about this uh, idea, one plus one plus one. Uh, one service to come to, to receive. One Bible study or life group to be equipped. And one area of ministry to give back. Maybe that will help when you're serving here in Grace. Uh, so before we close, I want to close in prayer. I want to ask a few people to come uh, to pray as we seek God's direction in 2024 that we lay it all at his feet and we just hang on to see what he's doing in work. So I want to ask David Burke, Steve, Susie, and Charlene to come. Steve's going to open, and Charlene, and Susie, and Burke, uh, and then I'll close in prayer. Thank you all so much for being here. And, and as JP said, if there's any questions about any of these ministries or anything new that spurred your mind, uh, please see us. Please see us afterwards. See you. Thank you for each and every person that stayed today, Father God.
care about what you're doing here at Chase, what you're doing in the community, and what you're doing around the world. I thank you for their heart for you, Father God. I thank you for their heart for the staff and, and for our community and our, and our world. Lord, I just lift up every person here, Lord. Father, I know some may be in doubt or, or unsure of what you've called them to do here at Grace. They don't know their place. I pray, Father God, that you stir in their heart this week, Lord. That you will bring to mind things, talents, giftings that you have given them that they can share, Father. Things they may not even have thought about or thought maybe, oh, God can't use that. Father, stir in them and remind them that you can use all things, Father. Lord, I pray, Father, that they will reach out uh, back to us. And, and let us know that we will have an open heart to, to hear what they have to share and, and, and receive what, what they want um, to give, Father God. Um, maybe it's a, a ministry or a place of ministry that we've never even thought of before. Help us to be open to that, Lord. Father, I pray, Father, that you just continue what you're doing here at Grace, bringing the people from the north, south, east, and west, from all over to Grace. We thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to share your love and light with them when they walk in this door. Before they even walk in the door, they come down the sidewalk, Lord. We thank you that you are, are bringing them here for a reason and a purpose. That's not just to be fed, Father God, but it's to be used of you. If we have breath in us, there's still work to do, and I thank you for the opportunities that we have at Grace to do that. Lord, I lift up every deacon to you, Father God. You know that they are always heavy on my heart, Father. I pray that you bless their time as they give freely week after week sacrificing family time and trying to balance work and everything that they have going on and to take care of things here at Grace. I pray that you raise up other men to come to come to be part of the deacon team, Lord, um, to share the burden and love, Lord, the others carry. Father, I just want to um, give you the glory and honor and praise for everything that you've done this year at Grace. Everything from missions to youth to women's ministry to sound to children's ministry, you, everything in between, Father, I thank you. We give you all the glory and honor and praise for what you're going to do in this next year, Father. I know we can't even imagine what you have in store for us, and I just thank you for that. I pray that we get excited, that we are full of joy and happiness, Lord, as we take the next steps in the days ahead of 2024, Lord Jesus, of what you're going to do here. We give you all the glory and honor, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today. Thank you for a wonderful meeting, wonderful time of healing that you were doing. Thank you, Lord, for choosing to use us, allowing us that privilege of serving you. Lord, I pray that you would help us not to be complacent, not to look at what's been done and think, let's just keep doing the same thing. But Lord, continue to challenge us. I pray that you would continue to give us wisdom, direction. I pray our leadership, Lord, that you especially would have your hands on them as they make decisions, as they look at new ways, Lord, to make you known. So I just pray you continue to give us wisdom, direction. Lord, I pray for humbleness. I pray you give us humility as we serve, knowing that there is nothing we can do that will accomplish anything without your grace. I pray for each heart in here, each heart in the congregation, Lord, that you would do a work. Lord, that each one would see what you would have them to do this coming year. And Lord, I, when I think of what could be done, I know that something that could be changed for your glory. And so I just pray that, Lord, I ask you that this congregation would be one 
we're not 10%, we're 20% doing work already, but 100%. That all of us are working together to make you know here in Rockton, United States, and around the world, that hearts would be changed, people come to know you, and that your name would be praised and lifted up in all that we say and do. soldiers to the army of you. We're called to put on our armor protection. Lord, I know that evil ones out there trying to trick us, trying to trick our children, cause mistrust among us, cause a breakup of marriages, but using every opportunity to trick us from keeping us from spreading your gospel message of love. So Lord, I pray, I pray for this church, the leadership, I pray for Pastor Matthew, all the work that he's doing with the burnout that so many people, so many pastors suffer. Put a leadership that uh, you be clear and focus on you. But Lord, this is your church. And we are just trying to do the best we can with what you've given us. So Lord, I praise you and thank you for what you've done. Lord, as we look around, we see new faces and new growth and new things. But Lord, we in our devotion to you. Lord, help us disciple each other, encourage one another, bring each of us one step closer in our relationship with you. Lord, thank you for what you've done here. We so look forward to what you're doing with us. As we close today, I do thank you for your love for us, for Jesus. It's for his sake that we do anything we seek to do anything, and so that we pray that you would help us to lift him up and he would be drawn to him in all areas of ministry, in all places here at Grace. And you tell us in your word that we have not because we ask not. And so that we're asking you to show us, to equip us, to empower us, to be all about your glory, about Jesus, about lifting him up and serving him so many people who serve here on a regular basis, week in and week out, without complaint for so many years. Bless them, reward them according to the works that they've done for you. And God, we just invite more and more people to be part of what you're doing here at Grace. Encourage them, encourage us.